Shall we begin? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Differential Podcast, um, World Cup edition. Uh, my name is Deshukwe Doherty, and um, happy to be here, happy to be talking to everyone here, um, six o'clock in the morning, so um, forgive me if I sound way too sexy for you. Um, right now, um, we have two guests with us today. Shola is nodding his head. Obviously, you can't see him, but yeah. Nozi on the call. Hey, Nozi, what's up? How you doing? I'm good. First of all, when did I become a guest? <laughs> Sorry about that, my course. You know, it, it's the it's the it's the morning. It's the morning. It's not even seven yet. It's not even seven yet. I'm still having my tea. You know, yes, I drink tea. I don't drink coffee. Screw you, niggas. All right, and then um, we have a guest. Actually, we do have a guest. Wahala is back. <laughs> He's back with us to talk World Cup today. Hey, Wahala, <laughs> Namdi, aka Wahala. Yeah, the names, aka Chief Ten Bears, aka Don't You Fuck Oh, no, no, no. Everything about this nigga scripts, bro. Hold on, man. Hey, good, Chief Ten Bears. Good to have, good to have everyone here. You know, it's been, it's been an exciting few weeks. We haven't spoken since, um, well, we haven't spoken with Wahala since our last podcast, which was really nice. And uh, we obviously haven't had a podcast come out since, um, since after the Premier, since before the Premier League went off, when we had our last FPL podcast, um, today we're going to be discussing the World Cup, the World Cup in Qatar. But before we dive into that, we just wanted to talk a little bit about past World Cups and you know um, how we have enjoyed them in the past. So um, starting off with um, Wahala, Wahala, what was the first World Cup you were you watched? Well, you know, incidentally, last time. I came on the pod, we talked a little bit about past World Cups. Mm-hmm. So my first was 1994, USA 94. Yeah. And yeah. before now, USA 94 was gold standard in my mind, man. That was just the World Cup that set everything alight for me, made me a football fan. Mm-hmm. It was the one. That was yeah. my first. I think that was yeah. eight World Cups, right? Eight World Cups is dead. Dude, wow. oh, that's like 32, bro. That's yeah. Wild. That's well, no, maybe wow. 28, 28, because obviously we watched the Four. first one. So that's 28 years ago. Yeah. God damn, nigga, I'm old, bro. Time. It's a long time. <laughs> that's a lot of freaking time. <laughs> when you think about the fact Cody Gapo is well, Cody Gapo is 21. So we're watching World Cups before that guy was born. And now we're watching him. That's crazy. Wow. Damn, and there's going to be many more. Wow. So that's yeah. that's that's good to think of, you know, all you old guys out there. Um Shola, which World Cup have you seen like um as much which World Cup would you say has been as um uh, technically brilliant for you? Like the players out there that have been playing, um, which World Cup has had the best players for you in the last 28 years? And you're older than guys, so you probably seen like two more before us. Oh, wow. <laughs> my first my first up was US in 94 as well. Oh yeah. Um, there you go. I think for me, my I think my favorite World Cup was still Germany 2006. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the, the, that was the dance final World, World Cup, the one where he got himself sent off in, in the final. Yeah, that was I, a good one. It had it had a lot of, you know, it was all it was exciting. It had a lot of top players. Um, you know, it just it had everything. You know, 
All right, fair enough. That's good. I Everything mean, except a good final. Oh good. my god! Yeah, I mean, Italy just started to defend. They didn't yeah. really play that final. Zidane was just trying to run things, and I think the Tassi is oh. or something. I'm about to. I think, um, I think that was the World Cup that actually broke the most. Either the it broke the most records, or either it set the most records. Like there were so many records in that World Cup at the time. What did Metarazzi say to um, Zidane again? Was it to his mom or his sister? Something about his mom and his sister or something. Damn. Well, he paid that guy. No lie. He really paid the guy. The guy lost it. There were a lot of rumors about what he said, but I'm sure sometime down the line in the future, we'll discover that what he actually said to him was, you're never going to win another World Cup. You're finished. You're finished, Zidane. Something like that. Yeah, and then um, we can also talk a little bit about the fact that Nigeria is obviously not in this World Cup. I mean, Ghana beat us to go through. Um, I mean, I don't follow the Nigerian team as much. Um, I just like follow the 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 highlights, and I always feel like with this World Cup that I hear, there's so much there's so much talent out there. They actually their roots are in Nigeria, but they don't play for Nigeria, and it's yeah. crazy, right? Like if we if a lot of there are also a lot of guys that are sitting at home that if they if they accepted the Nigerian call up, right, they would actually be at the World Cup today. You look at guys like Tom um Tomori is Nigerian, right? Is Nigerian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he has Nigerian ancestry. Nobody said anything. Sorry, my bad. Sorry, yeah. yeah. So let me let me correct yeah, boy. Let me correct myself. <laughs> All these guys have Nigerian like ancestry. Them let me say roots. Well, you can say roots, yeah. So, but like um, so people like Tomori, people like uh, freaking um, what's that guy's name? Sammy Abraham, and I'm sure yeah. there are loads more, even Saka, you know, okay. the guy the chop out the Yamu live. So yeah. As in, it's crazy that like all these play- young players are playing for like all these European teams, and we don't, we are not there. And obviously, it's because our our FA is shite. You know, the way we do stuff is shite. We're not attractive. But even Ghana got a few European um, players to actually turn out for them this season. Um, this World Cup, they even have, and Eddie is still like planning to join them. Eddie Nketiah, you know. Yeah. So if they can attract a few good. Correct European players like Naki Williams, um, Tarek Lamptey. You know, I feel like we should do better in attracting these guys to come back home and play for us. I mean, what do you guys think? Um, so, okay, Shala, you go first. I think part of well, part of the, I think it's a combination of two things. I think the first problem, obviously, is the one that you highlighted, like corruption, the corruption, yeah. and that. I think the second part of it too is that a lot of these players they don't really, apart from like maybe their, maybe grandparents or one parent, they don't really have any connection to Nigeria. Like for example, someone like Musiala, for example. Ah, what reason? What reason does he will he have to play for Nigeria? Apart from the fact that like, okay, he has Nigerian ancestry, but. He's been, he grew up his whole life in Europe, you know, like like, like these type of things. Yeah, so I, think that's part, I think that's another part of it, mm-hmm. even though, like, but but like I said, like, I think if we were not as corrupt, I think some of these players might be able to become like I feel like a player like maybe Tomori or even Abraham, those are players mm-hmm. that like you can probably try and you can convince them 
Yeah, so they are like the outside of the yeah. Because if you follow those, like if you see some of their social media posts, you know they they still kind of want to have that Nigerian culture. You know, you hear them playing Afrobeat, these type of things. So they still they still want to, you know, identify with it, with the, with the culture of where they're really from. Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. Fair so enough. I mean, if if I if I can. If I look back on Nigerian football history, what I what I've found myself is that you know Nigerian football itself is a national language. There is no doubt about it that football brings us together. I still remember Atlanta '96 when we won the gold medal. When we scored the final goal, when Amunike scored, the whole neighborhood like the sound went off like a gunshot, right? But the thing with Nigeria is that. It's just down to organization. The NFF, without talking about things as if we've been there when they've been exchanging briefcases full of dollars, I think there's a common perception that the NFF is one of the most corrupt organizations globally, right? Look Uh at the other teams that represented Africa or are representing Africa at the World Cup this year. Senegal have had the same manager, who is a former player for, is it 10 years now? I I don't don't recall. Yeah, yeah, this is... Morocco and Tunisia, as with all all the Maghrebian countries, Morocco and and Tunisia have well-organized domestic leagues. There's investment in football in the country. Whenever they turn up in any tournaments, you can tell that they're ready. Do you understand? They won't know what they're about. Ghana have Georgie Boateng, who, an interesting story, like the way that they've attracted former or they've attracted Ghanaian now Ghanaian internationals who represented other countries. Georgie Boateng represented Holland while he was a player. Mm-hmm. But obviously he has Ghanaian roots and he's gone back to sit on the bench for the national team. They also attracted Chris, is it Houghton or Hutton? I've never been able to pronounce his name. Chris Hutton, former Brighton, the former Brighton dude. They attracted him to their bench. He's a former first team manager in a Premier League club going to play assistant for Ghana. Mm. Clearly they're getting something right organizationally. So I think yeah. our problem here is mm-hmm. or more than anything else. And the stark difference is there between the way Ghana performed against Portugal and the way Nigeria performed against Portugal just a few days before. Yep. Mm. Yep. Very yep. good. Yep. All right, fair yep. enough. So, so with, after that little short history, I guess we can dive straight into what has been, I would say, a really good tournament so far. And, you know, with all these... <clears throat> You know, as in when we talk football, most of the times when we see new things, it's like, yes, this one's much better than what I have seen before. I've heard it so many times when it, when we play like an Arsenal game, and you're like, yeah, this is the Arsenal, this is the best Arsenal game I've seen on that Teta. So you will you will hear quite a few things like that about how this World Cup is the best, but it's obviously just the best in memory that that we have. So that we have, you know, that we can think about, even though some people obviously still maintain that, yeah, this uh, World Cup is the best they've ever had, they've ever watched. You know, or you know that kind of thing, but it's definitely been competitive. So we can start off with um, Group A. I mean, Group A has been the people that come out of Group A are like um, the country, sorry, Netherlands and Senegal. And Senegal, we just spoke about their manager. He's the one that they call Snoop Dogg, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> What's his is name it, again? Is it, is it Netherlands? I think both. both no, Senegal, I see. Yeah, both Senegal. And Cameroon's managers have been likened to Snoop. Is it both so of them? Yeah, yeah. That song in Cameroon as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. I didn't even, even know they like <laughs> songs to Snoop. I know about Senegal. 
Yeah, so um, Wala, how did you peep? Um, did you? I was gonna say, did you peep, peep it this way? How did you peep? Um, <laughs> group, how did you? How did you peep? Um, group A. <laughs> For me, I came into I came into the tournament feeling like Netherlands and Senegal would go through. So it, it pretty yeah. much went with the script. But what was unusual is the fact that there was so much drama right to the right to the last minute. Net- Netherlands wrapped up qualification real quick, which in itself is a bit of a surprise because Netherlands usually come to World Cups a little bit disjointed, right? Mm. But, but they were a bit disjointed in that first game now when Senegal took them. Senegal should have actually taken that game. Up. No, I mean organizationally disjointed. Oh, organizationally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Netherlands yeah. have a very settled bunch, actually. Yeah, just I, think, yeah. I think they are rallying behind... Van Hal's ongoing battle with cancer, and oh, just the fact okay. that he's their, he's their winningest manager ever. Van Gaal has won more man, more more matches as a Netherlands coach than any other Netherlands coach in history. So there's nice. there's a sense that they're young, they're hungry, they're not as disruptive as they used to be before. I'm pleased with them. Right? Nice. I don't know that they go past the next round, but mm-hmm. I think that they've already shown that they're they're a team for the future. Wow! Now, so you're back in. Wait, sorry, just real quick there, because you say you're not sure the good next past the next round. So you're back yeah. in America, USA, USA. I'm USA. not back in. I'm not back in Shalaz, right? I'm not back yeah. in Shalaz team, but I definitely <laughs> feel as if I definitely feel as if the USA are solid. They don't concede yeah. a lot. They run. You yeah, know, yeah, sometimes yeah. hard work is more important in knockout competition. Fair so enough. Fair I, enough. I think we might see a surprise there. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, like, Shola is shameful. So is a shameful guy. It's like, so maybe, maybe, maybe he feels they're attacking, they attacking this phone. Man, that's the yard. So shameful. So, so. But anyways, let's leave that. You're about to... Um, before we move on to um, Senegal, I just wanted to make sure we mentioned Cody Gakpo for, for Netherlands. Three goals. He came into this tournament with a lot of hype, Shola. And uh, a lot of United fans are, are, have been... Are, are seem sure that this guy is coming to United and he looks he looks very good in this tournament. Have you seen him, Shola? I mean, I'm a big fan. You know, from the very moment we've been linked with him, I've started following him. Like, anytime, like, I see PSG's play, for example, I'll make sure I watch. But, uh, you know, I think he's been one of the star players of the tournament, you know. He's scoring every game. He's He's clinical. That's what I can say about him. You know, obviously, a lot of teams that obviously are on red are on alert now. They're like, "Hey, this dude is available." Because we was available in the summer for thirty five million, but guess who decided not to? <laughs> I think Leeds were like almost getting him, and the guy said, "Nah." Yeah, the guy said, "You know, he yeah Leeds and Southampton wanted, but he was like, nah, he's he's too good for that." Yeah. And he's the- it's paying off the fact that he waited. The fact that he waited is paying off. You can, you can already. There's one club that just always refuses good deals, but then when they love to just pay double, <laughs> you know, one, one fucking club that just uh, loves to pay over the odds. I don't get it. <laughs> All right, that's you guys went for you went for you went for Anthony instead. No? You went for Anthony value, instead. Yeah, value for value for money, innit? it? Yeah, one more. I want to it's so funny because left-footed, left-footed, left-footed players are always so 
so high in demand uh and they're like so well not yeah left-footed wing um right wingers are always so high in demand and there are very few of them that actually make any sense so i think that's actually why we went for anthony instead yeah yeah, yeah. when you look at the terrain of how many they are you notice that there are quite a few average ones there that cost a lot of money but you know the guys that are hard, they are use their right foot they're usually a lot more and they don't cost as much so i mean voila you have so voila. yeah voila ah, you're about to start talking about um senegal cso got that final goal to put them through against um ecuador and for a minute there they looked as if they were going to fuck that up the chief security officer so the thing with Senegal is Senegal somehow always turn up at the World Cup. This is their third World Cup. Yes. On both previous occasions, they got out of the group, you know, Correct. which is more than many other African countries, more than many other countries can say, really. So that's part of why I felt like they were going to turn up at this World Cup. I think that without money, we thought they might struggle, but mm-hmm. there's solid limits all around. Yeah. Going forward, they are as well. They have a bit of flair. They're fast. Mm-hmm. They speed throughout the team. And there's a togetherness, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it helps that most of them know each other very, very well. They've been with the same manager for some time. It was always bound to pay off. And truthfully, truthfully, right? Apart from the fact that Ecuador looked like they were, I mean, everything they rushed for them, like say I started that dressing room in that mm-hmm. first game against Qatar. Apart from that, they're really not the same level as Senegal. I don't think. I think Senegal is the better side. And yeah. since Ecuador was the only other competition to go through the group, this group was the one group that went to plan. You know, this is what yeah. was on paper before. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think, like, we, I think we all predicted that Qatar would lose all their games. I think I don't. I don't think anyone saw Qatar getting a point. Yeah, I, I mean, just to, point. yeah, just to even like a little bit on Ecuador there, because I read up a little bit about Ecuador before um, they before the tournament started. They're probably they're like a good defensive team. And even after, in the first, I would say that they were not totally, they were not shy. They gave a good account of themselves at the World Cup, you know, and Senegal definitely deserved to go through. I, th- I think Senegal was actually the best team in that group. Netherlands were good. Netherlands were good against um, Qatar, but against Senegal, I thought like Senegal would feel disappointed that they didn't actually win that game, to be honest, or get Wait. something out of that game. Which is exactly why I'm predicting Senegal to beat England in the round of sixteen. I've been saying it since. I don't see England going past the round of sixteen. Nah, like, nah. They when I saw that draw, Senegal, England, I'm like, yeah, I put my money is on Senegal. Like, nah, nah, nah. I mean, we'll talk about England, England's group next. But I feel like England have too many attacking options for them not to be able to break through and beat Senegal. Though on the counter attack, Senegal do have a very fast counter attack, and I I feel like um, Southgate will probably play Walker against Sa just because of that pace, and if yeah, they yeah. if they are able to stop that pace from affecting them too much, then I think they will go to. But before we leave Ecuador and um, before we leave this group, we should like at least just mention uh, talk a little bit more about Ena Valencia. Two goals in the first game, one goal in the second game. It looked like it was about to have a storming tournament. But obviously, it's cut short, you know, because, you know, we got the jabot. So, let's just put it like that. And that player from um, Ecuador that made a lot of sense is, um, what's his name? Um, a stupid man. Plays for the yeah. pre- you know, Premier League Brighton. Very good. It was very good on the left. I don't think, I mean, 
on that left back wing, I mean, we're going to talk about a lot more players, but have you guys seen um, Wahala, for example, have you seen any other left back that you thought in this World Cup has played just as good as that guy? As um, a stupid man. Sorry. That's actually left left backs have not really stood out. Per se. Yeah, he's the one that you might say stood out. And I would also want to look at the quality of quality of opposition that he's faced really you know the Senegal, the Senegal right winger hasn't you know he didn't set the tournament alike uh, for the Dutch the Dutch is more of a collective effort so mm-hmm. far and then one standout in Cody Gapo. so mm-hmm. yeah I understand what you mean by Estupinian has has had a good World Cup but I think it's the same story across the board the fullbacks haven't really been they haven't really been lighting up the world so far yeah, I mean, I think, uh, of course, I mean, I think the, the who, Theo who? Oh, no, no, what you know, I forgot about him, but I was gonna say Luke Shaw for England. Yeah, you go on assist. He's had Luke Shaw, arguably be one of England's best players because that England team, mm. even that German guy hasn't been bad. Um, what's his name? Is he Rom or Ram? Or... Let's yeah, get Rom. Rom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Rom, Rom is a bit, is a bit shaky. He's yeah, a bit shaky. but he's good at it. But going forward, yeah, exactly. It's been very good going forward. All right, all right. So do you guys have anything else to say about Qatar themselves? I mean, the team looked technically inept. Like this, they weren't supposed to be at this World Cup. Um, <laughs> they've never, they've never played World Cup football before. They've never yeah. even qualified. You yeah, know, they don't have. They neither have the pedigree, the experience, nor the actual talent. But they, they came in. They did what they could. And mm-hmm. I think that they're not going to be too disappointed with the way it turned out. Everybody expected this, so that's fine. It's, they, they made a bit of history. First, first host team to go out mm-hmm. without even recording a point, but mm-hmm. you know, at least they got a goal. Senegal gave them one goal. At least they got a goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah at least they got a goal before CSO won it for them. All right. So with that, that with that done, that's like our, our Group A summary, I guess. We could talk a little bit bit more now about Group B. You know, USA, USA. So we can let Shola, the, you know, he's not in Niger boy anymore. He has, he has shifted allegiances to start off. Well, I was, 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 was chilling with Tim Weir the other day. Now. I didn't tell you. Who's that Shola? Abi? Who's he yes. guy? You didn't invite guys. You didn't invite guys. So, uh, Shola, you can, give, can you give us a little bit more, like, information about this USA team and what you've liked about them? I'm sure you've watched all their games, yeah? Oh, deaf. I've watched all yeah. of them. I think um, it's a young team. It's a young, young, exciting team. You know, they've, you know, I, I expected them to get past the first round. In fact, I was even confident that they would win the group. That's how, that's how confident I was because, like, it's a very, very young team, young, exciting team. There's a lot of grit. There's a lot, you know, it has a, it has a mix of everything: grit and talents. Mm. You know, that, the, the people that, for me, three players have stood out. Yeah. Adams, Tyler Adams, Pulisic, and Tim Ream at center back. Mm-hmm. Like I think those three. Mm-hmm. And this guy gets a, an honorable mention as well. Um, Turner and Go. He's made some key saves. You know, like I think I you very, very the Arsenal guy there. I was ready to jump on your ass. They're like, very, very, they're <laughs> very, very disciplined. Very, very organized. You know, they've only considered one. The only goal they've considered was a penalty. So they've not yeah. even considered some open play. 
you know, and that's down to the that's down to really, really allow, allow that allow that open play and I mean, which one? <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, I'm just saying, <laughs> bro. Like without, like you know, it's the two games against Wales and England. I really I was disappointed because I thought those were both games that they should have won. Yeah, I was about to actually say that you're right. Especially if they won the group, they deserve to win that group, to be honest. I mean, so especially the England game. You know, yeah. it's just crazy that, you know, the guy that's the, the, the English best player that day was somewhere that when he decides to wear United shirts, he turns to shit. But, <laughs> but, you know, that day, Maguire was just amazing. He was heading everything else. He was blocking everything. Like, he... I was like, yo, fam, like, we've been begging for these kind of performances all, like for like almost two years now. Yeah, and they are one of the, this um, USA team, they are, they are one of the um, youngest teams, if not the youngest. Yeah. I think the Black Stars are like just as young. As I think Ghana are. is the only team that's younger. Okay, yeah. So basically, they've done well. I mean, I did notice that a lot of times during their games, they fell off. They managed, they, they had long periods where it looked like they lacked a, lo- a little bit of belief. Right, and they let and they let teams come back into it. Do you get like against Wales? They let Wales come. They let Wales come back into it against Iran. They let Iran come back into it when they could have finished them off. And against um, England, they could have won that game. I think they outshot England, if I'm not mistaken. But oh yeah, dude, England. Yeah, actually, it was a full-on assault on the England on the England in the England half. It's just that they just couldn't finish. Yeah, I mean, um, Wahala, what's your take on the England team so far? I mean, six goals against Iran. We all thought we were going to walk over USA. Nothing like that happened. But then they backed it up with three goals against a Wales side who, admittedly, they had, like, already given up. Those ones were already on their way home. They were like, yeah, we're going back to Wales. We're going to go. What was the other guy that gave the speech? Maybe that guy was going to give him another speech when he got back home. What's his name again? Oh, one of my favorite actors. Such a brilliant guy. Yeah, I can't remember him now. If you ever, if you guys ever have the time, there's a movie he did um, where he played. Um, what's the name of this famous Nottingham? Michael Forest? Sheen is his name, by the way. Michael Sheen, yeah, Michael Sheen. Mm-hmm. He played. What's the name of the famous Nottingham Forest manager? The one who who fell into alcohol addiction. The one that won them two European cups. No, was it Brian Clough or? Brian Clough, yeah. So he played, oh, so he played Brian Clough. Okay. I think okay. I think the movie might be called The Damned United. Oh, I can't recall. He, he, he's, he's, he's a fantastic actor, anyway. And he's done a couple of good football movies you guys should check out whenever you have a chance. No but with, um, with England there. Eh? So this is a thing that I see with Southgate. Southgate is yeah, so Southgate is not very imaginative. You can see it in the way he sets up his teams. You can see that it's an England team that has so much attacking talent. And when I think about the last time that I saw an English team with this much going forward was 1998 under Glenn Hoddle. And Glenn mm-hmm. Hoddle had actually not very different tactics from, from Southgate on paper. But that team gelled so much better. They were much more exciting going forward. They used their youthful players like Michael Owen, you know, a bit yeah. better. Um, Shera at the time was there, Harry Kane, and mm-hmm. Shera was so much more dynamic mm-hmm. For, mm-hmm. for England at that World Cup anyway, even though yeah. they were complaining about him throughout his England career. But I like England's forwards. 
Saka, um, Rashford. I like them in that England team, Foden. But I don't see that they have world-beater mentality. I don't see that Southgate can change the game with the substitution or two when it matters. I think that they've had a group that was sort of tailor-made for them. You know, USA is hardworking, but you, if you really think about it, yeah, we say they should have won that game, but you don't really feel like they had enough. I think, which one of you was it that said they don't have the belief? Yeah. I don't think they had enough to actually overcome England. Iran yeah. were always going to go down because <laughs> Iran couldn't cope with what England had in attack. And yeah. Wales are at the end of their own, just like Belgium, they've come to the end of that period where they had a bit of a golden generation. They are, they are leading lights. Uh, mm. Gareth Bale, the other chap, Joe Allen. Those guys no longer have as much in the locker to change a game as they once did, say like yeah. at, at Rose in 2016. Yeah, Ramsey so, was anonymous, so yeah. Right, Ramsey's career has kind of, yeah, you know, dovetailed to the close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, since, yeah. He left, since he left Arsenal, his career went downhill. Exactly, yeah. went downhill. So right. yeah, man. While I think England have justified their top billing before, you know, at least for Group B, for the sake of Group B, they were they were the standout team beforehand. They justified it. I think we're going to now see what they are made of when they get into the next round against Senegal, a team that is actually coursing through with belief, think that they should be here and that they should be beating England, I think they'll struggle. Okay. I mean, I look at that, think, think about that England team. I look at that England team, and like I said earlier, I feel like they have so much attacking talent there. And there are a few players who have gone deep in um, um, Europe um, tournaments who are currently playing for England. You know, Maguire has gone deep um, in um, the Europa, I said Europa, my bad, sorry. The Euros and the um, last World Cup. World Cup. Yeah. yeah, both 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 play. Um, Maguire has gone. There's quite a few Maguire, of them. Walker, Trippier, all of yeah. So they have quite yeah, a, even the, the even Kane Yeah, so even Kane is, is looking a little bit. He hasn't scored yet, which is unusual. But he has had three assists, so he is making like contributions. But you're right. We are going to see what is next when they play Senegal. You know, and. Um, now, um, I mean, there's not a lot to talk about um, with Iran and Wales. When Iran came into this World Cup, I was actually surprised by their ranking. Even though the FIFA rankings are shite, to be honest. You should, you oh, know, they're no, not no, worth... No. Oh, you no, don't think they're shite? Iran, Iran, well, I don't want to comment about all the technicalities of the FIFA ranking system. Yeah. But Iran have been playing extremely well. Iran then, has been a standout in the AFC uh, Confederation games, like... Iran's a powerhouse at the moment in Asia. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I, I I don't think that we should have been surprised mm-hmm. with the way that they came out of this World Cup. Yeah, I mean, I they beat Wales. For whatever, reason, for whatever reason, they couldn't that they're get it together. Coach. Exactly, that too. That too. I wasn't surprised about it, you know. Mm. You know he's, and Taremi got a few goals against England, to be honest. I feel he like the fact that... Yeah, you got two now. Yeah, so I like I feel like the fact that they lost their keeper at this in the beginning of the game at the beginning of the game actually affected them quite a bit. It's not that game that they lost their keeper against yeah. England. Yeah, so, yeah. like um, it's like a head injury or something like that. I feel the fact that he went off so early. You know, you before the tournament you plan that this is how we're going to play, and apparently the keeper is one of their best players as well. You know, tall guy, big guy. Is that I think he's that guy that has the Guinness Book of Records. Hold the longest 
longest, longest throw. Throw. Yes. so that would have been an option and a weapon for them you know i would have i can imagine him throwing long balls to taremi you know who's like a big striker who can bring them down and help them move forward but um it didn't work out eventually but they can hold their they can they can put their heads up high a little bit they, they did give it a go they nearly got that equalizer against USA. We're just, you know, they were lucky to get it. And it's been an all right tournament for them. I mean, we already talked about Wales. Wales, they came in, they did shite, and they went home. So, you know, hopefully, <laughs> you know, it was kind of surprising because they always do well in these tournaments. You know, I think the last tournament, the Euros, they went as far as the semis, or was it the quarterfinals they got to? I can't remember. The last, the last one, they got to the quarterfinals. quarterfinals. They, get to the, they got to the semis in 2016. There you go. You know, Bill only got one goal. That one, he's just, he's just chilling in America. You know, he's just having fun. Yeah, That's that. Yeah. He didn't Bill have any players. He seems Sorry? to have fallen out of love with the game. Either yeah. he's fallen out of love with the game or he's no longer hungry. You know, mm-hmm. and he's done well. He's had a good career, man. He's yeah. won everything you would expect him to win. Yeah. Except the Premier League. So, yeah, man. Right. Hopefully, we get to watch... Hopefully we get to watch a little bit of him in America. Maybe one of a few games he'll come to DC United. Who are actually quite shits, by the way. Let me just put that in there. But moving on, moving on to uh, I, I saw them once. They were collecting like five nil at home or something ridiculous. So uh moving on, we can move on to the next group, the group with um Argentina, um group C, Argentina and Poland. Um they they moved, sorry. Argentina and Poland actually qualified from this group. Argentina topping Poland second. I feel like Poland are the worst team to qualify from this World Cup. I feel like they've been so bad. Wojciech has saved. And funny enough, as bad as they have been, I feel like Wojciech is actually one of the best keepers that has been we've had at this World Cup. Obviously, my Arsenal bias is paying off a little bit. But I do remember him. No, you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean... He had that double save against uh, Mexico, the pen, and then the the um, reaction save to ensure that yeah, Poland. That reaction so, save was magnificent. It was it was mental. It was it put mental. me in mind of. Do you remember? Yeah. Um, Liverpool Milan, when Liverpool won the European Champions League in two thousand and two thousand five. Dudek. Dudek with double save on Sheva. That's that's what I was thinking about when I mm-hmm. watched that. Yeah, I mean, oh, Sheva, that's actually a good reminder, man. Oh, by the way, Sheva's birthday was like a few weeks ago, if I, if I can't remember. Which of the Shevas? Our Sheva or, or the Sheva? No, no, our Sheva, our Sheva, our Sheva. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> to this podcast. Happy birthday, big for life, man. <laughs> I'll send it to you. You'll probably not listen full. But anyhow, <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, like I was saying, so yeah, Poland, I feel like they are the worst team defensively, they are shites. Very, I watched like them against Saudi Arabia, I watched them against Mexico, and I watched them against Argentina. And Argentina should have absolutely pummeled them, but because of Wojek, Argentina, and some poor finishing as well by Argentina, they were only able to get um, um two goals. So I mean, um, Mohala, what did you think about um about Poland? Did you like them at all? I mean, Lewan just looks like he's just there. I mean, he tried against Saudi, but against Mexico and against Argentina, it was yeah, I didn't really see anything. Yeah, so again, it's another another team in a group that was kind of tailor made for them. Mm-hmm. Mexico usually get out of the group. I know we're not talking about Mexico yet, but they usually get out of their group at the World Cup. At least they have for the last, I think, since the eighties. Yeah, but um, this time around, for whatever reason, they didn't have enough. So Poland didn't have to do too much. You even saw against Argentina, their final mm-hmm. game. Poland were playing for this, the very result that they got. 
That's what they were playing for. It's yeah, too trash. <laughs> I know they like. I know they like teams where you know they can't play ball. Like at the yeah. very least, we like, only do this every four years. Are you just here to say I qualify for the next round? Entertain yeah. us, entertain your guys. People travel long distance. Show them something. And I don't, I don't think Poland set up tactically to make any waves. Yeah. So my my verdict on them is dull as dishwater. Get them out the next round. Yeah, yeah. There you yeah. go. But, but we, we can't we can't really start this group talking about Poland. Man. Look at there what Saudi. All right, all right, all right, all right. Fair enough. Fair talk about that first game. Yeah, that was that was a very memorable game when they were able to get the the um, win over Argentina and the banter afterwards was incredible. Where's Messi, bro? I was like, yo, where's that about? I think I think what made I think what made that Vic, that win even better was the fact that they came from behind. Well, yeah, yes, Argentina scored first. And mm-hmm. Argentina just called for Argentina were bowling them off the park yeah. for like mm-hmm. 20 minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. to be honest, Argentina should have scored like three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Argentina came out in that second half thinking, yo, we've got this. We're just going to pop yeah. them a few more goals. Before you know what's happening, bang, bang, two goals down. You know, you're like, oh, shit, what's going to happen now? And they started making changes. They started rushing their shots. Before, I mean, towards the end of that match, the Saudi Arabia goal wasn't really on fire. Like, there were a lot of crosses coming in, but the goal was not smelling. It wasn't smelling nope. like I, think I was nope. going to score nope. again. You nope. know, there were some weak-ass shots on goal, but, you know. It, for, the and last, looks... for, the, for the last two-thirds of that game, you didn't feel like Argentina were going to win. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. And I feel like that, that the fact that Argentina, even though they have so many players that know how to finish, Lautaro and Dybala and, um, and Messi, of course, obviously, I feel like the fact that they are not taking their chances up is really going to affect them because they should have really caned Poland at least five in so, that game. So this this is the point where I'm going to make my second big prediction. Before the tournament <laughs> started, even though you guys said to me that, yeah, it was obvious, everybody thinks so, I'm maintaining it now. I want Argentina to take this trophy. No, and I think no. that losing to Saudi Arabia was is going to galvanize them. Oh, you mean I like Spain, have you? Yeah, yeah. I mentioned to you guys when Spain lost to Switzerland in 2010, mm-hmm. it, it felt like they were somehow kind of choking on their own on their own hype. You yeah. Feel me? And Argentina came into this tournament with a lot of hype. They hadn't lost mm-hmm. in a very long time. They mm-hmm. won the Copa America last year. It's Messi's swan song, most likely. I mean, I don't really see Messi. Unlike Ronaldo, I don't see Messi trying to kick the ball around at 39 years old. Do you get what I'm saying? But um. I really do think that after that opening game, they went in and did some soul searching. And they also worked out, we need to play to our strengths. We're not here trying to impress anybody but ourselves. Mm. And against Poland, that was a controlled game. Yeah, they should have scored five, but they did what they came to do. All they needed was a win. And yeah. they got the win. They got the yeah. dub. They got the yeah. dub by playing football, which elevated that team. Argentina's team is not great. Mm-hmm. If you look at all the moving parts, they're probably maybe the seventh best team at this World Cup, just um, on paper. But in terms yeah. of playing together as a side that knows their strengths and limitations, yeah. mm-hmm. I think they're up there. Honestly, yeah. like, you know, I've been saying it that, like, um, I don't see this Argentine, in my opinion, I don't think they're that good. They're not. But I still have them as my picks with it all. I don't yeah. want them to. <laughs> I don't want them to win this. Why not? <laughs> I know. I don't know. I've been saying that like the hype. 
the hype. Argentina is the team I feel like are going to win it because I'd like just to add to everything you said about there's that collectiveness that they have. They have they have that grit. Mm-hmm. They have this grits that you know that like they could just they, they don't need to they don't need to perform well. You know, they have two things. They have the grits and they have Messi. Mm, like there you fuck, go. You know? I mean, Messi, all things is possible. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Messi, everything is, anything is possible. And, you, know, because, you know, and that collectiveness has been, because you've been, you will see it, that fight before the World Cup started, the way the players have been talking about, that like, they're playing, they're, they want to win it for Messi. They've yeah, all yeah, said yeah. it, they're like, they're ready to go to war for the guy. Yep, fair, yep, enough. Yep. fair enough. I, I, I mean, the reason why I don't want them to win it is the hype. But if they win it, fair enough. It's messy. Let him get his one song before he goes. You know, I mean, he's not going to be a dick like Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, you absolutely do not want to. You absolutely do not want Ronaldo to win that World Cup. But um, yeah. before Ronaldo we get, we'll get to Ronaldo, we'll get to the. Oh my God, we won't hear all good stuff. bets are off. All good. <laughs> World Cup, you can't get a word in. That's nah, you it. can't. You can't. So um, yeah. just before we leave this group, just quick mention, quick uh, mention for Okoa. You know, he always does magic in World Cups. He got like 37 and he's still doing so well. He, the pen save from Lewandowski was great there. He managed to keep a clean sheet for Mexico. And it's sad that he's going to be leaving that Mexico team. I thought they were really good and nice to watch. It would have been nice to have them in the next round. And there was also that free kick from Chavez. Did you guys watch, see that? Uh, that mental, was left foot. Right. Free kick. Mental. Yeah. I mean, it was that Saudi Arabia keeper looked like it was a little bit confused at what was going on at that moment. But still, the way he puts it in the top corner, beautiful, absolutely, like it was, it was crazy. It was a mad goal, and I just one want thing, to mention that one, one, one thing you can always bank on the World Cup for is fantastic free kick goals. I can't remember a World Cup where I didn't see fantastic free kick goals. Yeah. Do you remember the guy at the last tournament, Tony Cross? Wow. Yep. Yeah, the wow. one that uh, they jabbed wow. that it was one of the goals. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, the left. Yeah, that, that was that like was the, the left that side. Was the goal that kept it kept them in the race, kept them in the yeah. yeah, it was mad because it looked like it was going to cross it and then he put in the top corner on the other side. That was I, that's the goal you're talking about. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I have good, good memory. I, all the weed has not removed everything yet. But yeah, <laughs> so, uh, can, so we, can we say weed on this podcast? Yeah, <laughs> all right, so um Moving on to the next group, Group D, France and Australia qualified, and Australia have done so well since they caught that. This is they caught that brushing from France. That four-one taking, they've worked out how to win. They've not considered a goal since that game, even though they faced a very bad Danish side who should feel very disappointed that they are going back home early. You know, Pelu Eriksen and all the all the all the years that he's coming back, blah blah blah, but not do anything. Just going back. <laughs> dark horse. I'm telling you. Alexander Okwichi, wherever you are. <laughs> you know, we should actually try and get Alex on a little on one of these. But anyhow, shall I move it? Uh, oh, one of your most entertaining episodes, man. You should do it. <laughs> I mean, I looked up this Aussie team and I I mean they're called the Soqueros. I think if I I don't know if I'm pronouncing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I like, I didn't know. I knew, I knew like maybe one or two guys. And um, I mean, their best player has been that uh, Matthew Lecky. I think he's a winger. 
trust me, I actually just did like if you I just did Wikipedia because I don't know shit about this guy. He had a great goal against Denmark and an assist against Tunisia to What's win. Yeah, a nice finish, by the way. Very nice finish, by the way. And it's great to see them in the next round. You know, I think their reward for winning that for winning that game is a game against Spain, which is actually quite unlucky because they would have felt that they could have gotten. Oh wait, it's not Spain. They're facing no, no, Japan. No, they're playing Argentina. Yeah, Argentina. Oh wait. Oh no. Sorry, I went. I went forward too much. Sorry, I went forward. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's expected that this that's who they are going to face anyway. Hopefully. They are able to, you know, do something special against Argentina. But like you guys said, Argentina will probably go through there. So I mean, Mbappe, how have you guys, Mohala, um, what have you thought about Mbappe in this tournament? I think he has been electric. He has been mad. Mbappe, Mbappe is one of those players who attracts equal amounts of love and hate, man. Hate because he has a bit of that Ronaldo thing. Thinks a lot of himself mm-hmm. and has had the whole world sort of backing him for many years since he was a youth. So, yeah, so Mbappe, for me, while being like Ronaldo and being a bit of a, what would you say, demand, a bit of a dick, yeah. I think same time, he, li- he lives up to the expectation, man. Mbappe yeah. is going to take on his man. Mbappe is going to try a shot. Mbappe is going to try, he's going to try everything in his power to get the win. And I think he's I always had that whole career, right from when he was a 16-year-old at Monaco. And I love the I love the lad, man. I think he's definitely he's, he has two Ballon doors at least in, in his future. future. Yeah, yeah. he's I mean, already I, won the World Cup, you know. Yeah, he has already now. Yeah. He won it already at this oh, time. Yeah. He has three at goals. Nineteen. Eighteen, bro. Nineteen-year-old. Yeah. Eighteen. He turned nineteen that year in December. Okay, so he's eighteen year old. Yeah. 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 I mean, I watched the um. There was this game I watched with Bappe because when, when he spoke of um taking his man, I just remembered. There was this game, I think it was against Denmark, if I'm not mistaken. I can't really remember. But anyways, Mbappe is with the ball one-on-one with this defender. And the guy just shakes body. And that defender, you could see that. Yeah, yeah, so It was like a crossover. <laughs> that defender, you know he still just left his body. He was like... You know another thing about Mbappe? <laughs> what? Another thing about Mbappe is that he's, he's such an impressive human being. Mbappe yeah. learned English without ever needing it. Like, it's not as if he was a was thinking of a move to the Premier League mm. or anything. Mbappe learns English growing up the way the Williams sisters learned multiple languages. Mbappe speaks yeah. confident, fluent English. He did a time oh, I had no for the time for the time 100 and he was flowing. Like Ronaldo no speak English like that after doing so many years in England. <laughs> Mbappe is an impressive young man. Like he sits down, organizes his business, sticks to his family in a way that tells you that this is somebody who thinks about life very professionally uh, let me get yeah. let me get the job done and that's yeah. why i like it. so no matter what anybody says about him as a character and his beef with neymar and all these other side shows i think that he's one of those players who probably deserves to win more and more trophies in his career and for the french team all together right there's just mm-hmm. something about them you, you kind of can't fall in love with the chance football mm-hmm. where he has so many talents, man. Like throughout the team, Chuameni, Kamavinga can't even get a starting shirt. Adrian Rabio, who mm-hmm. has spent his whole career being a bit of a, a shit house, is suddenly <laughs> a boy. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. They have talent in defense. Kimpembe can't get a game. They have mm-hmm. a goalkeeper who many wouldn't really select as their favorite, but he's he's, he's pulling off key saves. Just mm-hmm. generally, they're, they're a side that you you can't you can't really say. 
they won't get to the semis. You always right. you always count them in. You know? all right. All right. Fair enough. And um, special mention to um to Tunisia. Um, they did give it a good go. Um, they got it win against um, France, wow. but France did have like a rotated side. And to be honest, when um Deschamps changed his side towards the end of the game and brought in the better players, it did look like France could have should have gotten a goal in that game. So we are, and that's a theme we've seen in this World Cup where teams where who have rotated in this last game have actually lost. You know, yeah. so. There's not Shola, much else to do. Yeah, so, go on. So sorry, I, I just want to ask, Shola, do you, somebody said to me, or I read, I think, I think I read online that France will suffer because they don't have as much strength in depth on the bench as, say, Brazil, for instance. This is before Brazil played Cameroon last night. And mm-hmm. I thought it was, I thought it was kind of silly. I think that people are forgetting that, as we were saying before we started this podcast, the gap has kind of closed between yeah. the teams that are your traditional superpowers and the up-and-comings. And that's really mm-hmm. just all that has happened. I think France has probably the deepest reserve of talent anywhere in the world, even ahead of Brazil. Um, but just somehow we've seen that the smaller teams are not just going to go away like they used to. Mm-hmm. So my question, my question is, do you agree? No, because I think Brazil has a better squad. At least in this World Cup. Yeah, I think, I, think that's what I think Brazil and Portugal have stronger squads. Mm. Two squads that have like you know that have, have two United guys actually have the best, of course. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but, God. but yeah, I do understand. You I, are right. Because if, if you look at them, like I think those are the two teams that have at least two players per proposition, like. Okay, let me let me let me let's let's address this thing squarely, right? We're going to come to Brazil later, so maybe this takes away a bit from that conversation. Mm-hmm. Look at Brazil now, for instance, right? A left, a left back, a right back. I think they're weak. Brazil's right back, yeah, back up, they're, they're, they're weak at full back. That's that one I agree with. Their start, starting full back is tears. What's up? Let's look at Brazil's defense as well. Ada Militao plays for. He plays for Real Madrid, but there's nobody here who's going to call him a world beater. Do you know what I mean? Brazil's central defense is packed with names, probably playing with top teams, but he has a silver, he's 38 years old. Let's go up front as well. Anthony is a how many millions of pounds did you guys pay for him at United? But he's a bef. He's not, I think they paid 99 million too much. Yeah, and, and <laughs> we'll the back up for Anthony. Back up for Anthony. Yeah, but Anthony is uh, started though. Alright, but we've been going for a while, so let, well, let's get to Brazil. Rafinha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but Rafinha and Anthony. But when you look at when you look at France's team, for mm-hmm. instance, now France has players coming off the bench who you wouldn't call star names, but are probably far more effective than their counterparts in the Brazilian team. That's really how I feel. I think that France just generally have players that are more suited to the modern game. Okay. Like the way you play football today, efficient. And okay. you play, you play football with, with space in mind more than anything else, rather than individual talent. I think that they have a okay, bit more. Maybe Portugal, our group Portugal has a deeper score than France, but not quite Brazil. All right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, we'll, we'll still come to Portugal and Brazil later on. But um, let us quickly move on to um, Group E. 
where we had a big surprise here. And this has been this has been the World Cup of surprises so far. A lot of teams that we didn't expect, you know, to, to get through their groups and get it through. And Japan actually won their group with two goals from um, this guy that apparently signed for Arsenal at one point. It was probably at that point where everybody was shouting Wenger out. Cough, cough, fissile. And um, um, the guy scored a goal against, a winning goal against Germany and against Argentina. I said, sorry, not Argentina, against Germany and Spain. You know, yeah, yeah Germany and Spain. Especially that his goal against Germany was actually fucking delightful, where he takes that ball up. I think it was in the air and then he runs down and then finishes the, the um, and finish the ball in a, fuck, in a really good manner. So, I mean, Shola, what did you like about this group? Well, the, obviously, you've mentioned the surprises. <laughs> I like the fact that one of the big teams was knocked out. Yeah. Because you know, I've been saying it that, like, I want a team that has never won the World Cup to win it this year. I don't okay. care. Who, I don't I don't really care who wins the World Cup. So far as it's none of the teams that have won it before. So for the fact that Germany is out, that already knocks one of them off. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with that. You know, I'm happy with the fact that you know, Japan actually came out and won the group. That they didn't just mm-hmm. qualify. That not only did they qualify, they won. They actually won won the group. You know, and it's it's. I think this is a this group is a perfect example of how much football has evolved. Mm-hmm. Like this is a World Cup that I, I, I've I've like I was talking to my brother yesterday, and I was like, yeah, right now, this is a, I'm not making any more predictions, man, because I love that predictions that like. Predictions have not gone any, have not gone right for the most part because there's been so many surprises. Hey, when you say when you say predictions, you mean bets, Shola? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guy. never just talked about bets because, like, my brother and I, we were just having a conversation. He was asking me like, "Who?" The, I was like, "Man, man, I'm not even doing that. I'm just gonna sit back and enjoy." It. Yeah, you this guy. I started the toilet bet. I started the toilet bet. I joined the betting app. And I put like 10 bucks in there. And then obviously I lost the 10 bucks, but it gave me those free bets. <laughs> <laughs> and they gave me those free bets, those uh, $25 free bets. They gave me like 10 of eight of them that I can use. Over, I used those free bets. I bought like 100 bucks. Then I put like, no, I bought like 120. And then I put like 10 bucks back inside to bet. Over, I lost that. Te- I lost the $10 again. And I was like, nah, this betting app is bad. I already up by like 100 bucks. So I'm just going to delete the app. As is dead, I've deleted the app. I didn't bother myself anymore. I was like, look, I'm up a hundred bucks. I'm not going, I'm not going deep. I'm not going to start giving you back the hundred bucks that you gave me. Yeah, bad. You know, but but you're right about that. Germany coming out, definitely a big surprise. I feel like they should have beaten Japan. I mean, what do you think about Musiala Shola? Have you enjoyed this play this season? This this World Cup. I think in my opinion, he's the only he was the only standout for that German team. I mean, mm. to be fair, when the squads did come out, we all agreed that the German team was arguably the worst that we've seen at the World Cup. Mm. The squad. Mm. I mean, Bastian said their defense is um is a Bundesliga defense. I think he wasn't necessarily saying that Bundesliga is a shit um tournament, but I'm sorry, league. But I think what he was trying to say was that all of them were not of the highest quality. Apart from Rudiger, obviously. Yeah, he said Rudiger was the only top player defender that everybody. Yeah, like um, so like I think we all agree, like a lot of us agree that like this German squad is pretty weak compared to mm. previous German squads that we're used to at the World Cup. You know, because 
you know, so a part of me is not really surprised that they went out. I guess the only surprise that obviously is Germany. You don't expect them to get knocked out in the first round in back to back World Cup. I guess that's <laughs> yeah. where the surprise comes in. Uh, but, if, but when you look at the sports, but when maybe you look at time, the sport, maybe it's time to start revising that impression of Germany, right? I think yeah, that's yeah. when we're coming into football generally where they're traditional superpowers and we all just stick to that idea that they'll be superpowers throughout. Yeah, right. But how, how, <laughs> how well did Germany do at how well did they do at the Euros last year? Nah, not that well. How, how well did they do at the last World Cup? Exactly. Yeah. Side. You know what I mean? Side. So, yeah, yeah. You know, that's why I said, you know, it, I wasn't really surprised mm. okay. that, they that they didn't go through. That they didn't go through. All right. But Namdi, another surprise was Spain actually not getting through at the top of the group. I mean, after beating Costa Rica 7 0 in that first game, we all thought that they would they would easily beat the other teams because you know yeah. Spain has always had good technical players who could create chances. But you know, beating the team 7 0, we thought, oh yeah, these guys are now taking their chances. Maybe they can go really far. I mean, what was your impression of them after drawing against Germany and then obviously losing to Japan? I blame Laporte. Laporte oh, yeah? gave an interview where he said he doesn't watch a lot of football. And mm-hmm. that, in his opinion, Spain are just simply the best team, football-wise, at this World Cup. <laughs> Even though he doesn't watch <laughs> so, football. <laughs> so, I think, I think, I think... My wife is the finest at home, Kada Yaz. You understand what I mean? <laughs> I, think it's, uh, I think it's symptomatic of the Spanish team in general, where, because they have so many technically gifted players, they think that that's all you need. That's the blueprint you need for world domination these days. Mm-hmm. But like I said, the modern game is about being effective. And truly, whilst they were very effective against Costa Rica, you need to maintain that level throughout your games. Against yeah. Germany, same thing. Spain mm-hmm. started off like a riot. And then they allowed Germany to get back into the game. Because sometimes if you get out-muscled, if you get out-hustled, mm-hmm. you're going to... And that's exactly what happened against Japan. Watch them against Morocco now. And... Man, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it, I guess, when we start talking about quarter, second round fixtures. But I'm worried for Spain. I think that um, maybe they don't have, maybe they have too many lightweight players. Mm, Just, fair enough. And I during think that's the time like... when they were the most dominant team in the world, they had a lot of light, lightweight players. But that philosophy of playing fast, playing in tight spaces was kind of sweeping the world. Now mm. it's, it's, you need a bigger engine. And I just don't think they have it. Fair enough. I mean, I'm speaking about like, uh, like you just mentioned there, you mentioned uh, Morocco there and uh, Morocco big, I think they've been one of the best. I mean, apart from Senegal, they've been the best African team out there. Seven points coming straight out of their group as the group winners. And their, their reward for that is a game against Spain. And I'm sure they would have loved to play Japan instead. But against Morocco, like, sorry, against Spain... And in their group, they have a lot of big players that have turned up well in this tournament. Ziyech, Akimi, their defense have been robust. They've been strong in defense. They've been able to... Romain, I think they've Romain kept two clean sheets. One Sorry? word. I mean, two words. Two words, Romain Sass or Seth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Wolves player, right? He's been balling he out. He was one of the defenders of the round. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like they're a very good technical team. They identified weaknesses in the teams in their in the other teams in their in their groups, and they use that to full effect. Against Belgium, their first goal, I believe, the one where the guy uh, plays the ball um, um, right in front of uh, what's his name, Courtois. 
that yeah. they block Kota off. If you notice, yeah. they did that in the first half with ZH. ZH put that ball in, right? He put that ball in into the middle and Kota was confused again. But then obviously that was giving up for an offside. But then they did it again. The substitute came on. I can't remember his name. Substitute came on, played that ball in same exact kind of ball, and he went in this time. And no VAR to save Belgium. So I mean, Morocco. What what, what is your take on Morocco, um, Wahala? I I remember 1998 when Morocco was in the same group with I think Brazil, Scotland, and Norway. And yeah. Norway, yeah. And they were supposed to. Well, I think Stuff they played very well. They were led, led by Haji that year. There was another another guy from the Premier League as well. Um, uh, I've forgotten his name. He was also, I think he was on the other the other flank. Haji played off the right, he was off the left. And it was the same sort of thing as now. They had a lot of hustle, a lot of technical gifts. But back then, they lacked just a little bit of belief. I think what has happened at this tournament is Morocco has come in with that belief, like nobody's going to bully us. We're mm. going to do it. Our own thing, play our own game on our own terms, and it's 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 helped them sail through to the yeah. next round. To win a group in the World Cup is not easy. I don't yeah, know many African teams that have won their group. I think the last African team to win their only group two was African Nigeria. teams have done this. Yeah, Nigeria in 1994, and I'm when sure Nigeria was. won their group in 1994, no, not 94, France 96. Oh no, no, 94 and 98. Yeah. 94 and 98, exactly. Yeah, the so only two African teams have won their group twice. Sorry, that's yeah. the start. Wow, Nigeria, Morocco. Now, I mean, it was. It's. I, I thought it was a great performance from them, and they looked very self-assured. Uh, and that team in that group, that the most disappointing, obviously, is um, Belgium. Came in. I mean, you look at that Belgium squad. Though. When I look at them, when I look at them, <laughs> when I when I look at when I look at that Belgium team right now, I see a lot of average old players that really shouldn't be playing for Belgium. But then you wonder why the new guys come in. Maybe they have a few youngsters that will come in with the next revolution of players. But their performance in this World Cup was really bad. I mean, Shola, how did you see them in this World Cup? They were, they were pathetic. <laughs> they were pathetic. <laughs> Dude, was Canada, all right, yeah. Canada, Canada should... They struggled against Canada. <laughs> Uh, uh, speaking of Canada, that Canada looking like the, the yeah, like you don't get like that Dude, day. They right? deceived. Sorry, 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 sorry. They deceived. Sorry about that, but they deceived Canada so much that Canada thought that they had arrived. That Canada game, right? Yeah. Because I remember when we were watching, I was chatting with some guys in the other group, and some guys were there trolling me. And I look at. Look at see Canada. They better. They look better than you. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, I was just, I was like, I was like, wow, this Belgian team is so bad. Not just on the pitch, but again, they had so many off the pitch issues. Apparently, like the KDB's comments didn't go down well with the, with some guys. You know, like apparently KDB and Courtois aren't talking. They had to separate fights. Like it's just been a mess. Yeah, I mean, but to be honest, though, um, I saw a bit of that the second half of that Croatia game. And to be fair to them, they could have easily qualified if Lukaku had taken one or two of those chances. He was absolutely I don't know what happened. He missed like four golden chances in the box. It's there's there's only there's only one there's only one explanation now. Come on. He's not fit. Pogba. 
I'm sorry, but like, if as bad as they were, they did have a good chance to to yeah. qualify of the group. But Lukaku missed so many chances, and obviously that led to them fucking up and you know obviously not playing in their crowd. You don't understand how much up to now the Lukaku sale at United. I remember I was one of the people that celebrated that sale. That people <laughs> told me I was crazy. I mean, but like, he did go to Italy and do well now, did it? Fine, he had one good season in Italy, right? That was, was it one? like it was two. Wasn't right, it? two, two, two sorry. Yeah, the first yeah, season yeah. and then the season that they won the league. Yeah. But like I don't know. If, you know, you you since you guys have known me, Lukaku, I've never rated him like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's just yeah. something about this game that I just don't see. Yeah, he, he really did. He's a but there's just something about this game that's just off to me that I I just can't I just cannot stand. I don't think he's fit though. I really don't think he's fit because he didn't look sharp against um against Croatia. I like no, speaking even... of Croatia. And speaking of Croatia, Wahala, they've grown into the tournament a little bit. Um, Canada vexed them. You know, obviously, they vexed for Canada, gave them like four. I think, what was it the Canada, Canadian coach said? That they were going to fuck them up or something like that. No, 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 you said they were yeah, going to fuck gonna them hard. <laughs> <laughs> and, and obviously, well, uh, what's his name? Uh, and that was kind of, probably kind of do that. Belgium. And then, when... When um, this guy scored, what's that guy's name again? The guy that plays for Alfonso Davis. When he scored that yeah. first goal, I'm sure they were on a hype. But then Croatia easily overturned that and obviously dicked them. So, what, what's been your opinion of Croatia so far in this tournament? Ohala. Croatia is another aging team, man. Yeah. Croatia yeah. Is another aging team. Croatia is a team that turned up in a group where you had obviously Canada that isn't up to speed and Belgium that is out of sorts. You know, so I think that they flattered to deceive. I think that the the results that they've got against opponents that just really weren't top billing uh, has made people think a little bit more of Croatia than they should. They're going out in the next round. I'll just say very fast. I don't have too many nice things to say. I don't even have any elaborate things. (laughs) I don't really feel them like that. I'll just put on there. Yeah, I I expect them to be out in the next round. Who do they play again? They play. Uh, uh, they're gonna play. If I'm not mistaken, they're playing uh, Japan, right? Well, Japan. Let's hope Japan can get through them. As long as Japan plays Tobiasu, I mean, I don't think they've considered where Tobiasu has been on the pitch. So as long as Japan plays them, they should be fine. Uh, I think Wala is a bit. Wala's screen is a bit bad, but okay. Let's see until he comes back. Uh, so Shola, what do you think about? We can move on to Group G. That's the one with uh, where uh, uh, Brazil and Switzerland have qualified. Uh, how did you, we've talked a little bit about Brazil earlier, so let's not even go too far into Brazil. But how did you like that Richarlison goal? That's one of the goals of the tournament. Yeah, that was a great goal. I mean, he, has, he didn't do much in that game, but scored two goals. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, that's what you, this are, this are what you need your number nines for. Sometimes, <laughs> like, like sometimes, I have like, to Jesus, right? Yeah, yeah, like you know, sometimes your number nine. You see, that's the thing about being a, a number nine. Sometimes you don't really need to do anything but just mm-hmm. score. Mm-hmm. And but so like that doesn't speak of. I mean, they've had 
better than that is that did a lot more than just do nothing. Of course, of course. I'm not. I'm look like I'm. I'm. I'm not of the belief that number nine should just score. I'm belief that you know you should try and contribute. But you know, but if if all you do is score, like if you but if you if you're a prolific goal scorer, it outweighs anything else because at the end of the day, the objective of the game is to score uh, score your opponents. So if you're a prolific goal scorer, I can. I can give you a leeway for other things if you are just banging them in and banging them in and banging them in. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, we lost one so, after so just in case. Yeah, we'll come back. Yeah, so um, so basically... Yeah, so... Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Yeah, because we're allowed to talk, Fabi. Don't buy the phone. That's probably down. I don't know what guys <laughs> Um. Yeah, I lost my train of thought there. But basically, yeah. You know, Richardson did what he needed to do in that game. You know, they needed someone to to come up for them, and he came he he came up for them when it mattered the most. All right, fair enough. I mean, what did you think about the um and that again um the Serbians? They've had so many go- goals in their games, but many of them have not been great. Did you watch the Serbia versus Cameroon match and that Africa country that has done well? The three three. Yes, the three. What an exciting oh, that was, game that was. That was a great game. That Serbia were up three one. Yes, they were actually. They were up 3 1. I mean, when um, Mitrovic scored that third goal, I was like, yeah, yo. Sorry, sorry about that, too. Yeah, there you go. You're back. You don't have to like cut in and just, you know, while I'm talking, but it's okay that you're back. So let us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we were just talking about Serbia and how one of the most interesting games on the tournament, the game against um, Cameroon, which let's just even put, uh, and let me not forget, this was a master stroke by um, the Cameroon coach. To bring in Abubakar and he set up the team. Yeah, I think it, I think it went four four two at that point. And Serbia must have thought when they scored when Mitrovic scored that goal that hey we're done here this game is over we can move on we can start thinking about the next game against the Swiss. But Cameroon came back and said nah we're not done in this bitch and managed to get two goals. The Abubakar chip was just was delightful. Oh. You know, it was it was a delightful trip. Wanted if you wanted to catch up with that that kind of thing, and then the fact that they were able to use that same you know Abubakar run to score the second goal was crazy. Um, who was it? Trupa Moting, I believe. Trupa Moting. Reminds me of that lollipop. Did you did you ever hear uh, that Trupa Chops? There you go. <laughs> Trupa Chops. So did you watch that game, Wahala? I did, man. So yeah. I think that. Maybe a little bit contradictory to what I said earlier about the modern game. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a bit of a, there has been a bit of a crisis in African football for a long time. So, mm-hmm. sorry, I keep I keep going down memory lane, right? But in 1994, Nigeria had a striker on the team called Efane Koku. Efane Koku played for Wimbledon, mm-hmm. and he was one of those battering battering ram type of strikers. But he couldn't get a game for Nigeria because he just couldn't fit in with the style. If you look at, and we'll come to it, I know I'm jumping, but if you look at Ghana as well, Inaki mm-hmm. Williams has had a bit of trouble gelling in with that team as well yeah. because African football, European football, completely different. Now, I think where Rigobert Song went wrong in, in Cameroon's first two games was trying to play a more modern style. But there needs to be a balance struck in the African game between a natural propensity. If you see... The way Ghana plays, for instance, right? A natural propensity to beat your man, right? To check first, to slow it down, right? To to launch attacks based off of creativity and entertainment. 
is something that will always be in our game. And I think that we have to find a way to marry that with the more modern style of pressing and hustling and trying to outwork the opponents and thinking about space and all of that. So what you will find is that when Rigo Besson made that tactical masterstroke of a mm-hmm. chain, bringing Abubakar and chaining their shape, they decided to play more true to the Cameroonian identity of football. And that's what paid off. Even against Brazil, even though they labored for more than 90 minutes, right? The, the, the way the goal came about and the way, their, the way they got victory over Brazil was once again playing an African style. Hmm, and I think good. that... Uh, I think that that's, um, that's something that particularly the sub-Saharan African nations have to figure out. You have your identity as a continent or as a, as a subcontinent. Figure out how to marry that with the fact that all your players are playing abroad and will have more and more success. Hmm, that's a very good analysis. Shola, why don't you say shit like that? You know, you just call and just be laughing. Look at you. Anyhow, Sha. But, <laughs> but anyways, sorry, no bad, Misha. Yeah, you're yeah, all right. You're all right. But um, yeah, that is true. Like you said, um, I felt like the way they played after they brought Abubakar on was more direct, more straightforward to the point. And as and apparently they had the first Brazilian, I said first African team to beat Brazil in the yeah, World Cup. Yeah, yeah, so that, yeah, that is yeah. very that is very that's a very good record to hold, even though the goal scorer got a red card, you know. Yeah, why is it? Why is it? Why is it? <laughs> 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 Bro, do you know what it means? Do you know what it means? Like, yeah. yeah. Cameroon done the chop beating for Brazil yeah. at the World Cup over, like, I think they've lost to them twice. And then you're right there with your backs against the wall. Mm-hmm. Brazil's not giving an inch. And you find a goal with probably your most important player. Man, I, I could feel his I could feel his passion. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I mean, if I was my head was scatter. My head of course. Scatter. Like, you know, I, <laughs> I've seen people saying, oh, the guy is daft. I'm like, no, it's not daft. Like, think about it. Like, you just scored in the World Cup to beat a, a, a match winner against Brazil. Yeah. In the yeah. World Cup. Those that doesn't come. You're not thinking straight, like you know. Even the ref didn't have to send, shake his head, like, dude. Yeah, yeah I understand. <laughs> I, you up, I understand. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. And uh, just even looking at uh, this same uh, group again, Serbia, Switzerland. That was a very interesting game. Uh, Switzerland, I think, took the lead first of all. They took the lead two one. They were yeah. two one, if I'm not mistaken. No. Uh, no, they were one up, and I think Serbia equalized. Serbia so then... went two one up. Yeah, and then they now obviously pop them, and then obviously again um, send them out of that tournament nicely. So I mean, there's always been a lot of conflict regarding those two th- those two teams that Serbia and Switzerland. Did you watch that game? How did you see that game, Shola? I actually didn't watch that game. I saw the highlights. But, oh, but my okay. takeaway from but my takeaway from Serbia though is that they don't know how to keep leads. No, they don't. They don't. They they defensively they were bad in this tournament. They, defensively they were bad in this tournament, and it showed. You know, Switzerland were able to get that win, and Shak- they made Shakiri look like Ozil. To be honest, you know, it was crazy. They made Shakiri look like Ozil, and I was like, whoa, what's going on? But they were able to get that W, and it worked out for them. So, um. Speaking a little bit, I think we can move on a little let, bit. Let me let me just just a bit of context. So that's Serbia, Switzerland beef, right? Yeah. Um, you 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 recall you recall that 
two players for, or yeah, two players for Switzerland. Two players for Switzerland are, um, sorry, just a moment, I'm, I'm getting a call that I, I need to, let me just busy this real quick. Well, that is, so you, so, sorry about, you recall that. professional. Yeah, it's to cook the body here. <laughs> Get with the program. Oh, is he? Oh, his service is a bit bad. Albanian. They're from. They're, they're from. They're ethnically Albanian. Albanian from Kosovo. And yes. Obviously, there's a, a mm-hmm. lot of history between Kosovo and Serbia in terms of uh, the fact that Serbia don't even recognize Kosovo as a country till today. Wow. Right. Wow. Even though they got their independence, I think it was sometime in 2008 after a lot of infighting and civil war and all of that. So part of what has been the commentary since that game is is surrounding that beef. Do you know what I mean? And Switzerland just in general, because it's such a multi-ethnic cosmopolitan country, will always have some players who perhaps have issues with other countries where they have ancestry. As you see with Mbolo's situation with Cameroon as well, where he scored. And I don't know how true they are, but there are rumours that his family home was attacked in Cameroon because Cameroonians couldn't understand why Bielembolo would go and score against Cameroon in the World Cup. I mean, why would he do his job? Why mm. would he score for the team? <laughs> makes I, had, I had that. that yeah, his mom had, his, no, even forget about the His mom actually had to come out and like make a statement that like, you know, like, I don't know what Pretty much telling Cameroonians like, "What's your problem?" That like Switzerland trained him; he's doing his job. Like, what do you want him to do? That mm-hmm. kind of yeah. thing. Do you think yeah. the same thing would have happened if Switzerland had played Nigeria and Akonji scored? I don't huh? think we. I don't, I don't think we're that. No, I don't, I don't think, think. We're, we're, we're that. Yeah, who knows that country guy? I beg, I love that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. I love that guy. I beg. I beg. I love that guy. I mean, that country and that country guy, obviously, he's a, he's a good player now. He plays for us. I won't say he's a good player now. He's He had like a lot of hype when he first bust out, bust out on the scene, but then he got dropped by um, Dortmund and they managed to get somebody for him. Well, obviously, City bought him. And yeah. Guardiola is now going to make him look like a half decent player. Where the actual fact hey, is actually not that he, good. Is he not, is he not the one benching? Akonji is good, though. Akonji is actually quite a good player. I don't think he's... I think he's all right. I think he's all right. So This is my thing with Akonji. He's got very good but he's very error-prone. That's what if you are a defender, you are aero pro, you are a Mustafi, you are not, I mean, you are all right, yeah, 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 you are all right, but you are not good. And that's why I said Pep is going to make him look good now. And then people's opinions about him are going to start changing. And then people like you are going to start telling me that he's good when he's actually not that good. If he was very good, it would have been good in Dortmund, it would have been good in Dortmund, and he would have lost his place in Dortmund because Dortmund are always bad defensively. So if you are that good, you would have helped that defense to get better. But this, you, can't, you can't argue with that logic, but mm-hmm. I think maybe it's a personal preference. I like his Fair profile, enough. I like Fair. his size, I like the way he's I like his calm. He, he does have good ball play ability. When he makes yeah, when he makes mistakes, it's not like because he's throwing his legs around like Johan yeah. or <laughs> It's not quite that level of of mistake making, but I fell off. So I mean with that, we can move to the last group, uh, the group with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. So nauseous talking about that guy, to be honest. And um, South Korea, South Korea managed to 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 skip it through at the expense of Uruguay. 
Gala, apparently, Gadia, uh, the Gala coach made some subs just to waste time so that they would get that last goal and make sure that they got eliminated, which was kind of music to my ears. I really did not fancy Uruguay in this tournament. They were they were weak going forward. They defensively they were they were they were just there, and uh, even though they managed to get that W against uh, Ghana, uh, they looked all right in that game. I thought they were just. It just it looked very annoying to watch. Always shouting for something, diving. I want this. I want that. All up in the ref space, and a lot of teams do that. Fair enough, but I felt like theirs was just a little bit more extra and more annoying to watch. I mean, Shola, what did you feel about that? Was was that was your guy one of the teams that you were excited to watch this World Cup? Hell no. <laughs> First of all, they're one of the old. I think what they're like arguably. If they're I'm the second right, oldest. Second oldest team in the world. Like, dude, when their squad came out, I saw Caceres, I saw Muslera. I'm like, <laughs> why are these guys still in this there? Yeah. yeah. So, like, I was like, I feel like I've been watching these guys in the World Cup for like decades. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it's, 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 yeah, they were annoying to watch. I mean, Wahala, what about uh, South Korea? What do you think about their, their, the fact that they qualified? I mean, to be fair, they were actually quite shit the first two games. Well, yeah, they've been they've been hot for some time. Though. You know, they 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 won the Asian football championships yeah. not that long ago. I think it was 2018. Um, that's how the son got out of national service, isn't it? Oh, wow. they gave him a pack. Yeah, yeah, they said if if he won that tournament, they would go to. So Korea has been hot. They're producing good players. There are two standouts mm-hmm. for me. Midway came in defense, and um, of one course, of young men up front. You know, <laughs> one but of the Son hasn't scored there. though. So, Son, Son hasn't scored one scored. of the five but games. Son, but Son was driven for he's emotionally important to that team, clearly. Like they rally around him. And what about that guy that scored two goals? Sorry, sorry, go what on. Sorry. I I have you. sorry, finish what you're No, 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 I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not. Saying these are the players that have been the most impressive at the World Cup. I'm saying they're their standouts. Those are the two players yeah. that, if you're thinking about South Korea's star players, those are the mm-hmm. two that will come to mind first and foremost. Min Jae playing for Napoli and Son playing for Tottenham, both teams that are having a go in the Champions League this season. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed by the fact that they got through. It wasn't a, an easy group to get through. Actually, probably the group of death when you think when, when you think about it completely. But again, I don't see them getting past the round of sixteen. Right? Okay. I think I think they've gone as yeah, far. as they play Brazil. I mean, yeah, yeah. definitely. And uh, <laughs> I mean, they, they're getting against. It's, uh, it's a World Cup of surprises. They're going general. to give. They're going to give Brazil a test, though. It's not going to be a, a shoe in. It's not going to be like an easy just. They're going to give them a test. But I, I mean, they managed. They, they managed to come back against um, Ghana. When they were losing 2-0. That, that was great spirit to come back. Apparently, that guy. Which comeback? They still lost, man. Oh, well, well, they came back to lose. You know, they happen. <laughs> they come back to lose. <laughs> and um, the guy that actually scored their two goals, Son, I think, yeah, the guy that scored their two goals, Kyu Song Cho, I believe. Apparently, that's that guy is a fine guy. From headers, you know? Yeah. It, 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 I think that's so happened. well with crosses. It's so surprising. Yeah. Yeah, and you know how the Athletic usually has like random articles about the World Cup. I saw a random yeah. article. I think it's about this guy, if I'm not mistaken. 
He's the one that apparently this guy has gotten like thousands of like wedding proposals. Babes are just, are just in South Korea are just throwing themselves at this guy. <laughs> at this guy now scored too good. This guy is gonna be drowning in pussy when he gets back. So, like basically, sorry, pardon my language, but yeah, that it's 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 just an interesting bit of the World Cup. I mean, Ghana did well to actually beat them. I actually thought Ghana were done when the um, Korea came back, but yeah. Mohamed Kudus, who has actually been one of the highlights of the tournament, we cannot talk about this guy. I asked guy before the tournament, he said the only difference between him and Neymar is that he scores goals. Sorry, that Neymar plays for a better team or something like that. And I don't think that's the only difference, but the guy has done well in this World Cup, Shola. Well, what do you think? He denied that he said that. Oh, he did? Oh, there you go. Look at me passing around for information. But it's sweet, just the gist like, is he, sweet. Actually, he actually <laughs> called out the, the Guardian for that article. Oh, he did? Oh, okay, fair enough. So, what did he actually say? I don't know what he said. All I know is that he just he flat out denied that that, that that's not what he said. Okay, fair enough. But how have you seen him in this tournament? Have you liked him? Oh, he's been the he's been the standout for me. He's been the stand, like, um, you know, the way his his close control, his passing, his movement, his even the way he strikes the ball, <laughs> clean. Strikes yeah. both of yeah, It's funny. I saw a tweet last night. They're like, they're like talking about how the producer has been striking the ball so sweetly. But they got up that somebody with 2010 PTSD takes penalty. <laughs> I didn't get that. Say that again. Sorry, sorry, say that again. Ghana let someone with with PTSD from 2010 take the Oh, penalty. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that missed penalty against your guy. Fucking yep. unbelievable. You couldn't write that shit up. Um and um Rahala now I'll give you the opportunity to talk about Ronaldo. Yeah. And uh, and uh, we can also talk about that goal that was his but wasn't his his hurricane moment. You know, I touched it, <laughs> I touched it, I touched it, gag. But um, what did you think about that goal? Did you touch it? No, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you I'll give you some mystery first, man. I'm I'm yeah. not I'm not Tim Ronaldo. It doesn't help. <laughs> Doesn't help that he he was a thorn in our side at Arsenal for a very long time. It doesn't help that he he's constantly doing things like this, making collective victories about himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really do think that if Portugal want to progress, like particularly with their next game, they need to try a different option as a starting centre forward. One, two, the goal that wasn't the goal, the phantom goal. Does it really matter? Do you get what I mean? Like, Fernando yeah, Santos had come yeah. out to Ronaldo's credit and say Ronaldo didn't actually claim it, even though we saw a difference on the screen. Mm-hmm. At full time, Ronaldo was definitely begging for that goal. Yeah. <laughs> well, dead, but, his head, but like... the, the bottom line is that Portugal have a great team. They have a lot of players you'd expect to perform who are performing. Bernardo Silva is just such a oh. wonderful and Joao oh, Felix in flashes is showing that maybe he does deserve to be on, on, on the global stage. Do you know what I mean? They're a, they're a good unit. They have a very deep squad. And Ronaldo shouldn't really be hugging the headlines that he is. Yeah, Bruno but, should. But whether it's his fault or not, let's let's talk about Portugal as a potential World Cup contender. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have a lot of exciting players. I mean, Bruno Fernandes, I hate to say it, but he has been good in this World Cup. Oh, yeah. Um, two goals against... Um, yeah, yeah. Two goals and then two assists, I believe, in the game before that. He has been really good. I feel like there's more to come from him. Hopefully, we'll see more from the, from him as well. And um, they've had a good tournament so far. The loss to, obviously, Korea, who were obviously 
you know, um, playing for something. And you guys, and I, like I said earlier in the podcast, it seems that teams that rotated, all of them got beat or the drop points at least. Most of the teams that, yeah, every, if, if you, it looks like the teams that, that played their full squads in this final game, they all got those points that they needed to, to over teams that, you know, decided that, yo, we can rotate as much as we want here. We don't need to play our first team. So, I mean, so we've gone through the groups now. So, I guess, you know, I mean, we've, we've been going on for a while. You know, it's not as if I don't like talking to you guys, but we have been going on for a while. So, um, we can just, you know, give our quick um, predictions for See, the man, different it's games. It's time for you to invest in an editor so you can talk about <laughs> <laughs> and then have somebody cut it up. Yeah, there you go. I mean, Shola is our editor, but you know, why and he does a good job. Why is Shola looking stunned? What's going on, bro? Have you been trapped? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, quick, 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 quick ones. Yeah. So, very quickly, you can just say uh, who you feel is going to win this game, uh, that game. So, first off, uh, Netherlands versus USA. Who are you going for, Shola? USA. USA. How about you? Uh, I mean, I think I think Netherlands should win, but I won't be surprised if USA do. All right. So, are we going for a Netherlands there or USA there? No, I'm going for Netherlands. That's that's no, no, what no. my right. but I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't mind an upset. All right. So, USA, right I, I think Netherlands will win, but I, I I want the USA to do it. All right. Fair enough. Argentina versus Australia. Wahala. Straight up. Now you know already. Now Messi. Uh, Messi there. How about you, John? Yeah. Alright, fair enough. Group there. Alright, France versus Poland. France. Is, are we really asking that question? <laughs> I have to ask, but obviously, obviously. <laughs> so I got you guys are agreeing on stuff, but it was on the group that you guys be chatting some shit. But um, England, <laughs> England versus Senegal. 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 Live, live. Wow, that's yeah. good. Is, we we love you. We love um, an underdog here. We love them. Japan versus Croatia. That one is hard to call only because Japan have never gone beyond the stage before. Croatia mm. have that pedigree and experience. I'm going to go with Japan. Yeah. All right. No, Wala. Uh, so, Wala is good to go for Japan there. Adela, Brazil. Um, oh, wait. I didn't ask you, Shola. What, what are you going with? As much as I want Japan to win, I think Croatia's experience will see them through. And Brazil versus South Korea. Obviously, Brazil. Brazil, yeah. Brazil. I don't know questions asked. Brazil. You know, but you're still coming home. So if they don't play Martinelli or more, they can get Deco. Don't worry about that. I don't mind it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they don't play Martinelli that much. So at this point, but you guys can take it. Joe Bremer and all those guys. Um Morocco versus Spain. <sighs> that's that's for me. Tough one. I feel that's like really, Morocco will take their chances. If you give Morocco one or two chances, they'll take it. And Spain I would will love it. We'll love it if Morocco won that game. I would love it if they win, but I think Spain. Spain will take it, yeah. And that hot one, the last one, Portugal versus Switzerland. Uh, Portugal, I think Portugal takes that one. Are you sure? That's that's that game is going, that game is going to extra time. It's going to extra time, yeah. That's the only thing I'll say. It's going to extra time. Yeah, right, but I right. still think Portugal will see them through. All right, all right. Well, I said it's going to extra time. So put your money on game ending in ninety minutes. Just put the money. <laughs> put your money. Just put your bets. Just place your bets on that one live. So yeah. So that's that, that's our that, that that's our uh, our first World Cup podcast. Hopefully, we'll be able to give you guys an announcement for the next one on Friday. Um, we'll try and see if we can get together on Wednesday and 
you know, Wednesday evening, try and see if we can put something together and talk okay. about the quarterfinals before the next stage. And hopefully we'll have one more guest as well. We'll see if we can invite one somebody else that can argue very well with, um, that can debate, let's say debate. Debate well with Wallah, Shola. So you guys, thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you guys for attending. Um, Shola, I know it's very early in the morning. You got kids, I got kids. Wala. Yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. Sorry. Please don't, don't mislead. Don't mislead the crowd. You don't got kids. You need to have a kid. So relax. <laughs> who, who, who knows? Who knows what's really happening out there? My spawn, maybe. Uh, I'm actually surprised there's not a little one that just comes in like, Daddy. I, 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 one, of my, one of my uncles said, I know be born in Bon Gada. If I had any, if I had any cubs, if I had any yeah. cops, those cops would be in my home for sure. Oh, they would have, oh, okay, fair enough. That's yeah. good. That's good to hear. I do understand that, yeah. man. But yeah, thank you guys so much for coming and thank you everyone for listening to so If you managed to say it, stay this long. I know we're not going to do it, but thank you so much for listening and we will catch you on the next one.